of a, I just got caught as a cat burglar kind of a light? <laughs> Can we do something like that? Uh, do you guys mind hanging on while we do some tech rehearsal real quick? Yeah. Awesome. I'll just, yeah, oh yeah, that's getting a little bit better. I feel, I feel like I'm that rat from Reading Rainbow. Anybody remember that? <laughs> that's a very specific reference and I feel like you're all on board with it and I love it. Um, I'll just keep talking about other things. How are you guys doing this Tuesday evening? <laughs> Thanks so much for coming out to put your hands together. I can't see your faces. I just see the remnants of that light in all of your faces. But you look beautiful and you're vibrating. And it's, you're glowing. You're all glow. Are you all pregnant? Great. Congratulations. I'm Maria Butcher. I'm your host. Usually there's a second wife host because my wife and I are hosts of this goddamn show. Can you believe it? It's 2016. <laughs> Two, two ladies are hosting and they're married to each other and it's legal. It's great. We're not being burned at the stake. I can't believe it. All this other terrible shit's happening. Uh, but we got that. Uh. <clears throat> great trade. No, not a good trade. Um, but she, my, my wife host is uh, Cameron Esposito. Yeah. She'll be back. You guys just come back next week. She's busy with stuff. Busy with wife stuff. I am the other kind of wife. I don't know what that wife stuff is. <laughs> this is like the only way that we're ruining straight marriage by like just being like, yeah, you can't just say husband stuff and wife stuff. Now it's like one wife stuff and the other wife stuff. It's confusing for straight people. Sorry about it. Stay confused. <laughs> we don't care. We're, that's the whole point of us is to confuse everybody. <laughs> that's my entire point is to confuse everyone all the time when i get on flights flight attendants are like what can i get for you young man and i'm like that's wrong on every count i'm 34 <laughs> you didn't nail any of that <laughs> whenever they say that i mean that happens to me all the time like i get sir a lot i get sirred i just got sirred you know that kind of a thing um, sandwich, sandwich artists, TSA people, all kinds of stuff. They're always like, hey, sir. And I'm like, I'm a woman. I like to just scream it now. Because <laughs> I used to, I have like PTSD from that happening so often. And I mean, I'm not saying that in a flippant way. Like I actually have so much anxiety over it. And I realized that uh, I was uh, traveling, doing stand-up, like driving around Missouri. <laughs> I love that I got all reactions. Like, the wings were like, woo, Missouri, and everybody in the middle was like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't like to call them flyover states, personally. I like to call them Pepsi states. I think that's kinder. <laughs> but here's the thing. I like Pepsi. I'm from a Pepsi state, so it's okay. It's cool if I say it. Somebody's very upset about Pepsi. <laughs> it's just another pop. That's all. <laughs> anyway, 
So I was in Missouri, and we stopped, uh, and we went to a rest area to use the bathroom, and there was a big, football is very big in Missouri, uh, specifically at Mizzou, and it was exactly at the time when all the student protests were happening. So there was a lot going on. It was a little bit charged when I was in Missouri, and uh, we stopped at this truck stop to go to the bathroom, and I went in there, so there were a, a ton of football fans tailgating at a rest area miles and miles and miles away from the stadium. And I was like, oh, you guys just, oh, this is, oh, yeah, this is, you know what, this isn't the Pepsi states. This is the drunk driving states. This is what this is. And uh, so it was, like, very just tense, a lot of camo and, like, woodland camo, because that kind of camo, that's the really scary camo, because that's, like, you're here, and you're trying to blend in here. And then you realize, like, oh, the other camo's for other places and you're trying to blend in there. Oh, also terrifying, but sketchy. You're trying to blend in to Missouri and you're in a truck stop and it's all woodland camo. I can't see you at all. <laughs> That's funny. You think about somebody in a rest area wearing woodland camo and they're so blended in because everything in the rest area is woodland camo. They just... <laughs> it's all very Homer Simpson. <laughs> I like to reference gifts in my stand-up. <laughs> Hang on, let me put a sticker on it. There's my reference. That's very meta. Anyway, to, to get to my original point, uh, which is I was in the rest area, and it was mostly like white women in woodland camo with their kids, and I was just like, and, and my wife, Cameron Esposito, we were touring together, so we were in there together, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait in the stall and like just uh, you know make a little uh, noise when you're out so I can come out of the stall at the same time and we can both be in the bathroom area together because you never know what's going to happen. And because uh, like the thing is about the bathroom laws, like straight women don't need to be terrified. It's it's these guys that need to be terrified in bathrooms because I've been terrified in bathrooms my whole life. So I'm waiting and I get out and there is like a black woman there. And I looked over and she had the same look on her face as I did. <laughs> and we were both just like, we can get through this. We can, I'm watching you. You were watching me. Okay, great. My name's Rhea. What's your name? Stephanie? Okay, great. I'll tell them what your name is. Like, we were just like connecting over our PTSD. I've just said we both just ran out at the same time. Pull a paper towel on the, on the way out. Anyway, I wasn't even going to talk about that. I was going to say how great my hair part is tonight. And then I got into politics in the bathroom. But hey, that's my life. Um, did you ever just get your hair parted perfectly on the first try? Thank you. I just like really needed that, you know? I don't know. It's a difficult day, but I'm still riding that high from the Cleveland Cavaliers winning a championship last week. Anybody that was here last week had to listen to me talk about it, and I'm going to talk about it again. Uh, but my wife told me I couldn't wear the jersey anymore, so. I wore it for three days, and she was like, it's stained. And I was like, no, it's not. And she was like, yes, it is. And it was. And so I washed it, but I have this fun thing, and I don't think I can hang it up, but I can show it to you, because uh, one of the comics on the show brought me this. Hang on, I'll just use this thing, which is what this is for. <laughs> I'm very hands-on, so I don't usually use one. But I got this gift today, and it almost made me cry in the green room which is this lovely like high school photo of LeBron James and the words always believe. Yes! That's, this is my hang in there, kitten. 
you know? <laughs> Just go to the doctor and it's LeBron James. Hang in there. <laughs> but I mean, if you saw game five, you did see him hang in there. You know what I mean, sports people? <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, I'm just very excited about it because, and I keep like uh, texting family members and people that live there. Like, what's it like there? How does it feel? Because I'm from Akron, Ohio. If you weren't here last week, I'll recap. I'm from the same, not just the same city as LeBron James, but like the same area of the same city, which is like the bad part. Like we're both from kind of the worst part of Akron. Like there's just, it's not the, there's not really great parts of Akron necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> like I used to see him going to school and them. Like we went to different high schools, but they were in the same area and we used to go on the same on-ramp. So, I mean, we're just like the same, you know? Like I'm doing this. I'm always believing. It's just, but it's just great. It's just such a great thing. And maybe like, maybe you guys just can't relate. Like, I don't know. How many of you are from LA, like from Los Angeles or just from Southern California in general? Okay. How many of you are from the Midwest? <laughs> Holy shit. Well, you should relate to this. What the hell? Or are you guys all from Chicago and waiting for the Cubs and angry about it? <laughs> I'm cheering for you guys, too. It's just that, like, we, we lost. Because it's not like we never made it. It's not like we had a 52-year championship drought and we never made it into anything. That is one thing. That's also terrible. But we kept coming so close. So close. I mean, in 1997, the Cleveland baseball team, I'm not going to, I don't like to call them by their actual name because it's quite racist and I'm a white person, so I probably shouldn't even say that. It's a baseball team. They shouldn't be called that. So anyway, I call them <laughs> Cleveland baseball because it's just kinder. I feel like... But in the bottom of the, yeah, the bottom of the ninth inning, we were one strike away. One strike. And if you don't know what baseball means, that's really close. <laughs> and we lost the World Series. And, like, it just is so, it was so evident of the existence of Cleveland, like our river caught on fire. And <laughs> just everyone made fun of us. And the closest we'd come to winning a World Series since 1946 was the movie Major League. <laughs> And that movie is very sexist, doesn't hold up. <laughs> um, and the thing is, like, I'm from there, and I grew up with that feeling of just, like, basically our state motto was, like, of course. <laughs> what, I got a flat? Pff, of course. What is it, Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> so it's just nice to, like, get a splinter and be like, I don't give a shit! It's great! Who cares? It's part of life. It's just nice. It's just nice. And I love baseball a lot. It's like my favorite sport. And uh, one person agrees with me. That's more than usual. Usually everybody's like, oh, God damn it. Nobody likes baseball. That's why I like it. I like it because nobody likes it. It's slow. And it's super old. I'm playing it forever. And they wear belts. I mean, other than golf, name me a sport that you wear the belt while you're actively doing it. None. There's nothing. I mean, you win a belt in other sports, and those sports are more exciting. That's why I like baseball, because you're like, nah, I gotta have a belt for this. <laughs> no, I really gotta keep my pants up for this. And also, I'm gonna slide, and dirt's gonna get stuck in it. But yeah, I'm still gonna wear it. Still, I'm committed to the fashion choice. I like baseball a lot. I play baseball. I played this Sunday. 
uh, in a baseball league. And every time I tell people that, thank you. Almost every time I tell people, oh, I play baseball, they're like, don't you mean softball? <laughs> Do you guys get the uh, double play of sexism in that statement? <laughs> of don't you mean softball? Because number one, I think it's sexist that we even had to create softball. It is a tool of the patriarchy. <laughs> oh, that felt great. It, it actually is. Like, I have a friend who's, like, digging through court cases, and now the National Organization of Women from the 70s, Gloria Steinem's uh, thing, her organization, actually sued Little League Baseball, the Little League Baseball Association, because they were pushing girls out and making them play softball. There are court documents about how softball is a tool of oppression. Like, it's real. It's true. But at the same time, like, I don't want to be... It's, it, 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 it's terrible because it's not... I mean, to me, softball is like, okay, so I'm not going to teach you how to throw because you're a girl, so you shouldn't learn how to do that. But here's a grapefruit. Try to throw that. Oh, you can't throw that? Oh, you're terrible. Like, that's... <laughs> And then you get a skinnier bat, and you think, oh, this is going to be easier. You'll hit it. It'll, it's way easier to hit, but then you hit it, and the ball just goes boom. And you're like, what? This, is, this, is, this isn't a sport. Like, it's, it's, but it also takes a lot of talent to play softball, and I don't want to be tearing down my sisters who play softball, who have spent their whole lives learning how to play the sport and genuinely love it because that's what they love. But at the same time, I feel like they're oppressed by having to play that sport, and they don't get to play the sport that maybe they might be better at and they might be able to catch up to men with. But at the same time, they've loved it, and they have a connection with it, and they're bonded. And then I feel like I'm just stuck in this thing, and that's how I feel about the election. It's the same, same thing. <laughs> Because I can't say what I want without making somebody else feel bad. And I just want to play baseball. That's all it is. <laughs> well, the bigger uh, issue of sexism to me in that statement of don't you mean softball is that people think women are so stupid. We don't even know what sport we're actively playing. <laughs> like I'm going to a driving range and being like, hockey is fun. Why do they fight all the time? Uh, you guys, this has been very fun. The spotlight is still on. It's totally cool. It's the opposite of cool. It's very hot. I'm glad I wore this jacket. <laughs> Are you guys ready to have a fun stand-up show? Yeah! Awesome. We have so many amazing comics on the show, and you're going to love them all. They're all friends of the show. This first comic, he's been on the Vans Warp Tour. That is like a very punk rock thing with checkerboard sneakers. Come on. Woo! You guys, keep it going for Eli Olsberg. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Keep it going for Rhea, huh? It's always hard. Like, whenever I have to follow a bit from any woman or person of color, like, afterwards, I have to be like, and now your next comic, here's the patriarchy. You know, like, I'm not, I, you know, that's my biggest problem as a guy, by the way. Uh, so I did do Warp Tour. That was a weird, like, 15-year-old Eli was so stoked about that. 30-year-old Eli was like, are you out of your fucking mind? You can't handle the heat. Um, <laughs> not like the heat, the fun, like the literal heat, you know? And, I, and when I got there, there was something worse. I forgot that I was performing for people half my age, and they did not connect with a word I had to say about anything. Because, like, I'm talking about sex and relationships. Most of them just discovered coming. <laughs> Do you know what that's like performing for people who just discovered coming? <laughs> Remember the first time someone left you alone with your genitals for a little while? And you were, you were like, let's see what happens. Um, 
I remember I thought I was having a seizure the first time it happened. I was like, don't bite your tongue. Don't bite your tongue. Just hung on the floor. But it felt great. And, and I didn't move for like 15 minutes. My eyes rolled into parts of my head I didn't even know existed, okay? And then my first thought when I got up was, I need to do this again as soon as humanly possible. And that's what you're competing with. Just guys like, I want to see my favorite band, and then I got to find a place to jerk off. So it was great. Uh... <laughs> I, you know, a lot of people shit on, like, millennial culture, and I got to see a lot of that there, too. Um, I will say I did, like, YouTubers. <laughs> uh, not, like, comedy YouTubers. Fuck them, too. But, like, other, like, real YouTubers. Uh, boy, the room got real divisive on that one. Uh, like, I could feel it. I could feel a bunch of people being like, yeah, silently, and a bunch of people being like, hey, back the fuck off. Um, because people lost their minds over them. I mean, I guess that's the new boy band or something. Because like we stopped, we were. I was walking with another comic, and there's this girl by a tree just crying, like crouched over. Like, oh my god, do you need a medic? What's going on? And she goes, No, I just met Damon, just a guy who that was his first name. Uh, and she's like, and when we shook hands, he held it for a lot longer than I thought he would. And I was like, What the fuck am I doing here? Get me the fuck out of here. Get me home. Um, <laughs> But I do, you know, this is why I get upset about people shitting on millennial culture, because people shit on, like, social media and phones. I'm so glad we have access to these things now, because, like, when I was in high school, I had to learn about things about, like, my crushes and stuff by accident. You know what I mean? Like, I had to go and find out that my crush worked at Hot Topic. When I got to Hot Topic, okay? Hot Topic was cool back then. Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, and then I would be, I was, and I'd go with my mom, and I'd be, and, you know, once I saw her, I was like, oh, Hi! Yeah, yes, my name is Eli, but I'm not Eli, your son. You know, I'd have to, like, pretend I wasn't with my mom. Uh, there's another Jewish boy somewhere close by. Eli, where are you? We need to search for this Eli. Um, <laughs> but it, the thing that upsets me the, the most is people say that we can't live in the moment, like, at concerts and stuff. Like, people will be like, why do you have to... Re they're recording their favorite artist. They can't be in the moment. All they did was put up their left hand, hit record, and then they could still use their eye. That's not a hard thing to... I don't understand why people can't wrap their minds around that as not living in the moment. That's not that hard to do. Now, if you bring an iPad to a concert, yeah, you're a piece of shit. No doubt about it. Um, because you'll be sitting there watching some your favorite band, and then suddenly this happens. can't keep it still. They're always slightly nap like they're driving a car from the future. But the car was built in the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Like that, the way it looks with the screen. <laughs> and then also, uh, people say that like social media is making us dumb or taking, you know, taking away certain elements of things. I don't, I don't know. I think we were way dumber before social media came along. How about that period where we burned women alive because we thought they could cast spells? That is literally dumber than anything I've seen on Vine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Although, for some reason, at movie theaters, that's become an interesting point of contention. Like, I, there was a guy at Arclight, fucking Arclight, who, P.S., just a week ago, added a 50-cent surcharge. Like, their tickets are $17.25. Let's start. Th I'm Jewish. You're going to... This... Okay. <laughs> I'm very upset about this. And, uh... But I think Gentiles, you'll connect to. So anyway, uh, so I was I went to go watch a movie. I won't say which one, The Shallows. It was terrible, but you know, I knew that going in. But when I go for ironic enjoyment, seventeen dollars—that's too much. So I, 
So I got there, and they're like, okay, that ticket's going to be seventeen seventy-five. And so I was like, excuse me? And she's like, yeah, it'll be seven. I was like, I thought it was seventeen twenty-five. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, we added a 50-cent surcharge. And I was like, why? And she said, oh, because um, too many people were refunding tickets. And I was like, so you're punishing everybody? For people who didn't want to see a movie and returned it before the movie started? And she just goes, yeah. And then there, 10, 15 seconds of silence easily. And then I just handed over my credit card. I didn't know what else to do. I just want you guys to know that in case you go there soon. I'm really hoping this platform strikes them in their hearts. I don't know. They're owned by Scientology, so are we really losing? So uh, I went, by the way, to their corporate office to complain. When I got there, okay, so they own the Grove as well. If this is in podcast form, this is really going to catch on like wildfire. So if you go by Cedar sinai across the street, it says Pacific Theaters and a huge, they own the Grove to a bunch of, and the corporation is owned by a place called Decorion. That's a Scientology name as it gets, man. That sounds like Xenu's right hand. And I walked in, they don't have a receptionist. You know what they have? A fucking phone that you have to pick up. That is terrifying. I literally thought I was going to pick up the phone and a trap door was going to open and I was just going to fall. And not Tom Cruise, but like, you know, like Giovanni Ribisi, like a bee Scientologist was going to be waiting for me. I don't know how I would talk my way out of it like I loved you in Boiler Room. Uh, that's the real wolf of Wall Street. So anyway, um, so I pick up the phone and I did, it just, the dial tone happened and uh, I just pick three digits and this guy he goes accounting and I was like what this is your corporate office and you, you're running numbers here and I was like yeah I guess that makes sense and he goes what do you want <laughs> I, was, I said that out loud that wasn't an inner monologue and so uh, they sent someone out and I complained and they were like alright we'll look into it That the story is so anticlimactic but the parts leading up to it let's remember that part guys anyway <laughs> I had a whole bunch of other bits, but I, uh, I'll do one more before I go. Um, I, uh, I recently, I got out of a relationship a few months ago, and three days after we broke up, I went to Yogurtland to get dinner. And, um, <laughs> and this, <laughs> which even if you're not sad, does anyone go for a snack there? You know what I mean? Like, because they do that by the ounce. Is anyone ever like, that'll be a dollar fifty? No, everyone's like starting point is seven dollars there. <laughs> So I was so I, I went, I ordered, I got my cookie dough mixed with cake batter. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's like God comes in a cup, and that's what that is. It's so delicious. If you find that disgusting, it's because you haven't had it before. If you had to be like, yeah, the Lord jerketh off right into this cup, and... Uh, mixed it with cookie dough bites, and it's delicious. So anyway, um, so... I am outside eating yogurt land next to the heat lamp in 55 degree weather. Spring the room down for a second. And this beautiful woman approaches me. And I was like, wow, I've been single for three days and I'm giving off this. But I don't know why that was my thought. She goes, Adam? And I was like, no, Eli. She goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm meeting someone here on a blind date. I was like, in 2016 and you can't find a way to see what he looks like? Are you out of your fucking mind? You're definitely going to die. You've picked the one option where you will die, even if you know like you were set up through friends. Now, that's what I did say in my head. That wasn't in her monologue. What I said out loud, keep in mind I've been single for three days, I thought it would be charming to say, well, I hope he's a hunk. (laughs) 
which point I took away my own speaking privileges for the night. Uh, she, she said, okay. That she did say out loud. She goes, okay, and walked away and took a seat. And we both waited, and I guess Adam showed up because he goes, Crystal, and we both turned our heads. Uh, and this is, where it gets, this is where it gets very interesting. Adam was on crutches, uh, but not the kind from like a sports injury, like the kind that are attached to your elbow. He looked at her, he waved like that, and she turns and looks at me as if like I'm, I'm in on it or something. You know what I mean? Like as if I'm like, okay, bring the cameras out, Crystal. Tell us what was going through your head when you thought he had cerebral palsy. And uh, she... And so I didn't know what to do, so I just went... <laughs> like, into parts of my ear, just like that. And so, uh, at this point, by the way, I am going to stay and watch this, because her friends left out a really big part about this guy's information. And this is more delicious than anything I was eating, so I was going to stay and watch this. And um, the date went well. It was She carried everything for him. It was like a sickness and health part of a marriage, but like on a first date. It was very cute. It was very sweet. And uh, as I was leaving... I had to walk past her again, and we made eye contact for the third time. Now, if you heard the first two times, did not go well. I really bought it in for the hat trick. That's a hockey reference. Is that right? That's the first time I've ever said that. Great. Yes, just a yes was fine. There, a lot of dialogue happened. So anyway, so I walked by, and this is what I did. Let me back up so everyone can see it. I went... So everyone can see it. I winked as if to be like, yeah, I'm Adam. You got punked or something, you know? And then this sassy shoulder move as if to be like, bitch. <laughs> Sashay and then I, all right, thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Good night. Eli Osberg, you guys. Let him hear it. Yeah, that was great. And we're going to keep the show going. This next comic, friend of mine, he's from Chicago. And this is what he told me to say. Well, number one, he has an amazing... Twitter handle. It's just at Brido. Aren't you so jealous of people that just get like, why didn't I pick at Rhea? I didn't. Some VP of merchandising has that Twitter name. I'm stupid. <laughs> anyway. He has the best Twitter handle and he's been on TV. You guys, please welcome Mike Bridenstine. <laughs> Give it up for Rhea, everybody. And Eli, everybody. He was the last guy. Yeah. How are you guys? Good? You guys are good? Since the last time I did the show, I got married, everybody. Somebody wanted this. I can't believe it. Uh, she's a black person, everybody. Give it up for that, too. That's a demographic we can get on board with. Yeah. Here's what I've learned about racial stereotypes since we started dating four years ago. Is that the only ones that are true across the board are the ones about white people. <laughs> white people are everywhere. So everyone knows a white person and those ones are true. <laughs> on the other hand, I don't think like a lot of my friends had ever met a black woman before we started dating. And I say that only because like when we first started dating, I would say things like, oh, I guess she's mad at me. And my roommate or somebody would be like, was she like, mm-mm? <laughs> 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 
And I would be like, no, because I'm not dating Jack A. Harry from 227. <laughs> Although I would love to. <laughs> On the other hand, like, I've been to, like, parties where I was the only white person and no one made me feel like I was the only white person other than they were listening to songs that were awesome that everybody knew the words to I'd never heard before in my life. <laughs> Found out later it was Jodeci. Okay. <laughs> One time at the end of the party, the DJ puts on Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses, and, and he just gets on the microphone and goes, There you go, Mike! <laughs> and I do like Guns N' Roses. Of course I do. I'm old and white. That's what I like. <laughs> We're already talking about having kids. Uh, I'm going to be a weird dad. My dad was weird, so why wouldn't I be one? I was trying to think about, like, I saw my dad this weekend, and I was thinking about, like, weird stuff he's done, and I thought of, like, a couple Easter's ago, we were watching the Muppet Easter special. He had the remote. I did not have the remote. He had it. And he turned it to the Muppet Easter special, and the announcer said, coming up next, RuPaul. And I wrote down verbatim what my father said to that. Don't get nervous. Which was, RuPaul, wasn't he in the Rocky Mountain Horror Story? <laughs> And no, because nobody was in that. <laughs> RuPaul should be in that. Somebody here should write that. The time before that, uh, my sister lives in South America, and I went and visited her with my family, and my dad's like, do you want to take a walk around? And I was like, sure. And we walked, and we saw an Irish pub. We were in Montevideo, Uruguay. And we saw an Irish pub. And my dad goes, do you want to go in there? And I go, yes, I do. And we go in there, and my dad orders a pizza. None of this should make any sense to any of you. <laughs> South America, Irish pub, pizza. But it happened, okay? And the guy starts speaking English to us, because he realizes we don't speak Spanish. And <laughs> he hands the pizza to my dad, and he says it just like this. He goes, you like a pizza? Like that. That's how he said it. That's how he said it. That's an impression of him that I feel is spot on. And my dad goes, yeah, it's good. Thank you. And the guy goes, you are a turtle who fight people. And my dad goes, what is he talking about? And I go, I think he's talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and the guy goes, yeah, they like pizza too. And that's the end of that story. <laughs> oh, UCB, you guys get stuff. Okay, good. I recently got a weed card because uh, I have panic attacks and it has improved the quality of my life but not the stories I tell about getting high and stuff. My drinking stories are a whole lot better than my pot stories and I'll prove it uh, with something that happened uh, a week ago. I got high and my wife came home with sandals and she goes, I bought Birkenstocks. 
and she showed me the sandals, and I said, those aren't Birkenstocks. Then I smoked more weed, and she said, do you want me to show you a picture of what Birkenstocks look like? And I had forgotten about the first part, and I go, yeah. Because I thought she said, do you want me to show you a picture of what LeVar Burton's house looks like? And I'm thinking, man, like he was on a reading rainbow, like Star Trek, the next generation. I bet his house is fucking sick. And then she showed me a picture of a sandal. And I stopped smoking weed that night. That's a two-minute light. Let's see if I can knock these out. Have you guys seen the Karate Kid? Not the Will Smith shit, but, like, the old one? Have you guys... By the way, my dad called me today, and he goes, Who's that rapper, that black guy? (laughs) My dad thinks I have street cred now. So I said, The Fresh Prince. And he said, Yes. Okay. But... So the old one, you guys have seen the old with Ralph Macchio and okay. My favorite song from the 80s, I don't know the name of the song and it's not on the soundtrack. I just know that it's a song in the Karate Kid and I can't find it anywhere and I just need someone to tell me the name of the song so I can buy it and move on with my life. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, just yell it and like like that would make me feel great. Did we know? Have you seen the movie? Yeah. Yell it. Welcome to the Jungle is by Guns N' Roses. Is it from a joke earlier? I appreciate your attempt at a callback. This isn't going to work, is it? You guys have seen the movie. You're the Best Around is a great song, but that's not it. What did you say? Never mind, never mind. That's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, but it's not. But thank you. Which part of the movie is it in? The middle. It's in the middle of the movie. I have to sing it? If you guys haven't seen it, he won't. And this is basically what I'm closing on, right? <laughs> what if this sucks? And then I close on it, and then I have to be the one person not on the podcast. Okay. Okay, here's how the song goes. Danielson! Banzai! All right. No, don't clap at that. Like, four people got that. For the rest of you, that's the funniest joke of all time. I told that one time in Pasadena, and this girl goes, that's not a song, it's a prayer. And I said, he says Japanese blues before he sings it. I don't know if that's racist. And I said to her, are you from Okinawa? And she said, no. Then this came out of my mouth. I can't believe I'm closing on this. I said, because you look okay now. That fucking sucks. I had to take a shower when I got home. I don't have any more time left. Because Okay. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you. I closed on that. Mike Brightside, you guys, let him hear it. The 
show is going to continue to be awesome. This next comic uh, is a friend of mine. And I say that for a lot of comics because uh, I love a lot of people, and a lot of people are really great. But in this particular instance, this is breaking while I'm trying to do this, so I'm just going to stop doing it. I'm just like, this particular instance, I'm trying to be nice, and I'm also wrenching something. That's part of, <laughs> it's part of my whole life. I'm just always wrenching something. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, let me go back to being gracious. Okay, this next comic, I say a lot of comics are friends. This comic is my actual, actual, actual friend in that we started doing stand-up not just at the same time, but literally on the same night. And we spent almost the entire night just like making each other not leave because we had signed up for an open mic and I'd be like, I can't do it, I gotta go. And he'd be like, no, 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 stay, stay. And then he'd be like, I don't know, I think I'm gonna go. And I'd be like, no, 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 stay. Stay. And now we made it, and we're both here. And how fantastic is that? That's pretty cool, right? So you guys, he just moved out to Los Angeles from Chicago. He is a great dude. Please give a warm welcome to Goodrich Gavart. Keep it going for Rhea, you guys. That intro was just like our friendship. She was always busy. I'm texting her, you want to hang out? Ah, oh, carburetor shot. I got to get in there. You know how it is. <laughs> always wrenching something. <laughs> I, I, just moved, I just moved to Los Angeles like uh, about four weeks ago, and I, I love it. There's someone else in the audience, you too. Yes. Yeah. You, do you like it so far? I, I know, me too, right? <laughs> the weather is the best. Oh, yeah, it's wicked bad there. I'm, I know a lot of languages, you guys. I know people say wicked bad. Uh, yes, it'll be great, too, in December when we're texting people like, hey, palm trees, whatever. Uh, I don't know if you've had this issue. I realized since I've gotten here, like, in the Midwest, I'm the chillest dude. Uh, like, I'm, like, the emoji with sunglasses on. I say things like, no worries, and people are like, wow, that guy's relaxed. <laughs> And then I moved to Los Angeles, where chill went pro. <laughs> and I feel like I need a little more time in the farm team. Uh, I keep having very unchill thoughts out here. I go into stores, and I keep having the least chill thought of all time. And that thought is this. Does anybody work here? <laughs> Which, being pro doing your job, the inverse of being chill. Uh, I moved here and became a cop. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry, you guys. Uh, uh, I, grew, I grew up, I grew up in a, a somewhere very shitty, uh, which I think like a lot of you guys clap for the Midwest. Uh, I, I, grew up, I grew up in this place called Fort Wayne, Indiana. And sometimes I get responses that are like, that's pretty spot on. But the visceral, ugh, like I heard you go back with your body like did I just get punched with sadness yes you did it's yeah it's a it's a are you from there or you just you just know how the pain works who I, I I only got the the sonar someone back there you, you had a friend he passed on I get it I understand I understand I've been there man I thought about it like ah not gonna not gonna punch in the clock in this place anymore uh, <laughs> No, your friend might have told you this. For, the only thing interesting about Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, is that at one point in time we voted a man to mayor whose name is Harry Balls. <laughs> That's a for realsy fact, you guys. 
And like, at the, I wasn't around when it happened, but I'm assuming like the city wasn't stoked on his policies. Like, I assume his campaign slogan was just like, Harry Balls. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> and the whole city was like, fuck yeah, dude, finally. <laughs> Get a mayor that parties. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I was a very weird kid. When I was a kid, uh, it turns out that I had Tourette syndrome, uh, which is a very difficult disease to explain to dumb fucks, uh, but it's what I had to try to do. If you don't know what Tourette syndrome is, it's a tick disorder. And if you don't know what a tick is, it's like Mad Libs for your body. <laughs> you like take a body part and you add a verb, <laughs> and then you just have a weird childhood. <laughs> Some of my greatest hits of Mad Libs. Uh, for a while, I punched myself in the pelvis like this. Which, like, now I'm a grown-ass man. That looked cool as shit, you guys. <laughs> Obviously, that was dope. But <laughs> when it happened, I was, like, 12, and I just figured out sex and masturbating. And I just felt like I was constantly on deck with a weighted bat at the jerk-off game. Just like, put me in, coach! <laughs> Very stressful, uncool. Very uncool. Uh, for a while, I quacked like a duck from my mouth, which got me thrown out of my friend's confirmation ceremony. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the priest was up there trying to talk about God's love or whatever, and uh, I, I was just in the back going, app, 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 app. <laughs> he was up there sweating. He couldn't handle it. <laughs> he had a devil duck in his midst. <laughs> I was flipping through Corinthians. No answers, huh-uh. You got to freestyle it, my man. He got JC to bounce me out. Uh, JC cards hard. Uh, my favorite, my favorite tick of all time was for a while, I chewed on my ponytail, which means that I had a ponytail <laughs> that reached my mouth. <laughs> And I would chew on it until it felt done. Uh, <laughs> only specific way to describe that thing. Because, <laughs> like, what you guys don't know, like, growing up in Indiana, I didn't get to choose my haircut until I was, like, 13. It's, it's what we call a white trash bar mitzvah. Because uh, <laughs> before that, my dad was just like, oh, I don't know, I got a mullet. Your kid's got a mullet, too. I think he looks kick-ass. <laughs> Put him in some sweatpants, put him on the bus. All right, thanks, Dad. That's... <laughs> Not going to fist bump you. I'm going to fifth grade. Bump the brakes. <laughs> I'm getting older. I'm in my, my early 30s now, and I don't know if I want to have children at all. But uh, thankfully, I do know that I have dadness within me. That's a thing that I can pull out when I have to. <laughs> Uh, because when I was 27, I moved into a punk house. That's where my dadness kicked in. If you don't know what a punk house is, imagine a group of people who love music so much, they will greatly inconvenience every part of their life to have music in their house. That's who I live with. And I paid $200 a month for rent and thought I could live like a human. I was thoroughly wrong about that. Uh, it was fine for a while until this kid moved in across the hall from me who was 20. And he had gone from being straight edge, he didn't drink, didn't do any drugs, real straight-laced, uh, to taking acid every day. Which was insane. I would come home from work and he'd be like on a step stool in his bedroom licking his light bulb. And I'd be like, oh, cool, gotta make sure the Lizard King pays part of his rent this month. This is awesome. 
The most dad mo- He would have these crazy acid parties all night. It would be so annoying. The most dad moment I had, it was four in the morning. I was trying to sleep. And this guy was having this crazy acid party out in the hallway. And I woke up. And, uh, oh, I, I don't know about you guys. Like, whenever I'm sleeping, I'm always in my undies. Because I'm like a little sexy snoozer, you know? <laughs> like, if you want to dream hot, feel hot. You know, that's... It's kind of like my, you know, take on sleep. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm in my undies and I'm very angry. So I, I walk out of my door in this acid party full of 20-year-olds. And only my underwear. And like any good dad, I feel no shame whatsoever. <laughs> like, I don't care what my body looks like. I just want fucking justice. So... <laughs> I walk out to try to find this kid, and I find him. He's in the bathroom, and the bathroom door is open, and the lights are out, and he's in the shower, and the water is on. He's naked. And there's another guy also in the shower, also naked. And the two of them are dancing. (laughs) And for some reason, it's not sexual at all. (laughs) The two of them are dancing like they're extras in a sock hop scene in a movie. Just like, <laughs> and that is when my dadness kicked into full gear, and I just went, hey, I don't know what this is, <laughs> frankly, I don't even care, put a sock in it, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> And that's when I realized, like, all you got to do to be a dad is want to sleep. (laughs) And have youthful joy get in the way of it. (laughs) You guys have been so awesome. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Goodrich, give our you guys. He's dad material. I'm also dad material. I just uh, don't have dad materials. (laughs) Ha ha! That's a joke about sperm. Get it? I don't have it. Unless I buy it. Then I will have to at some point in time. Anyway. You guys ready to keep the show going? We have two. Baseball two. Two. We got two left. You guys have it in your hearts for these two final and amazing comics? Yes, you do. You guys are killing it, by the way. Our audience is always really amazing, but I have to say, off the record, and it's on the record because this is a podcast, you guys are the best audience, so. There's going to be orange slices for you in the back. I'm good mom material, too. It's confusing. I'm still confusing you. Anyway, okay. That's a call back to the bait. Never mind. Okay, you guys are losing it. Okay, bring it back up again. Just kidding. This next comic, also, uh, oh, he's so funny. You guys might know him from his uh, very funny podcast, uh, Who Charted? Please welcome. Oh, a gasp. That's my favorite. When I mention something and somebody goes, <gasps> you're right. It's Howard Kramer, you guys. <laughs> you guys, keep it going for him. He's coming out. Give it up for me and Rhea. We're on RedTube together. Hey, guys. I got an H on my hat. My name's Howard. It was a gift. I, I look stupid. I know. I have hair, but it's messed up. I'm just telling you a little about myself tonight. I don't have time for jokes or um, your feedback. <laughs> Why did I start like that? You're right. It was a bad idea. 
Hey guys. I'll tell you about myself. I could I look like the monkey from Aladdin on Oxycontin. I look like every villain in the movie taken. I look like all that stuff, guys. I'll tell you a little about myself. Uh, I was born on the cusp of Truck Month and Lobster Fest. I'm getting a gauge on you guys. Hey, everybody's doing it. Summer footwear. Give it up for yourself. Sandals. I love it. Open toes, just like you're at the beach. And guess what? Today is June 28th. Give yourselves a big round of applause. It's June 28th. Have a summer, the greatest movie of all time, Jaws. It starts tonight, June 28th. That's the night Chrissy went skinny dipping. She walked away from the bonfire. She went into the beach. The shark grabbed her. He started to pull her back and forth in the water. That might happen to you. So what, what do you do? It's not so bad. You look up at God. You thank him for all the summers he's given you. And you fade away. Congratulations, you just died a glorious summer death. <laughs> you got to have a summer, you guys. It's the unskippable season. You can't skip it. You got to have it. Have a summer. <laughs> when summer starts, you got to pick out a summer gum. <laughs> a what? A summer gum. You go to the store, you pick out a gum, you chew it all summer. That's your summer gum. <laughs> Mine's Trident Tropical Twist, four years in a row. <laughs> Thank you. You gotta have a summer secret. A what? A summer secret. Something you do during the summer, you don't, nobody else knows but you. Ooh, maybe it's a special beach you go to. Maybe you eat a special summer feast. <laughs> What's that? Choke out a hobo with your towel? You can do that. You can do that. Choke out a beach bum. Leave him face down in the sand. Do whatever you want. You gotta have a summer secret. You gotta do what summer says. Do what summer says. Summer says touch your hat. Good job. Summer says touch your sneaker. Good job. Throw your baby into an ape enclosure. <laughs> You're out. I didn't say summer says. <laughs> Who else wants to play? This is going good. I like interactive comedy. It, the, the times are you just sit there and listen, that's over. Oculus Rift is out now. Everything's interactive. I'm a trans millennial. You guys are millennials. I identify as a millennial, uh, which forces you to address me as a millennial. I'm trans millennial. I got my finger on the pulse of youth culture. All right, who wants to play a little summer says? This is the have a summer section. Sir, summer says... Point. Good. Summer says, touch. Good. Go down to Brazil, catch some Zika, bring it back, infect everyone in uh, Los Feliz. You're out. I didn't say summer says. This crew, laugh harder or the bit will continue. Jesus Christ. 
almost started to slow down there. I went to see The Shallows today. I just figured before the Jaws timeline starts, let me go to see the latest shark movie to prove that Jaws is better. And I proved it. I went there. I got there 27 minutes late. The running time was only 27, uh, hour 27. I only had to sit through an hour of Blake Lively stuck on a rock, <laughs> which had nothing on Jaws. It was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I forgot where that one was going. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, gang. I pulled out mentally. There were key elements that would have made that <laughs> section work. I, I left out four or five of them. <laughs> You're damn right you deserve better. You're damn right you do. All right. Hey, guys, uh, these movies, I'll tell you what, they're too long, right? <laughs> You're goddamn right they are. I went to see Straight Outta Compton. Did you see it? Great movie, but it was two and a half hours long. NWA doesn't have two and a half hours worth of music. <laughs> I was straight out of popcorn. <laughs> Did you guys, you guys see The Shallows? This thing was great, but it was, it was two and a half hours long, gang. Ah, damn, I can't. I already gave you the math on that. All right. Folks, uh, we're doing great. You know, when it goes spotty like this, I like to imagine like I'm a Bulgarian count. And this is just some shit that I built in my basement. At the end of a long day, I take my subterranean elevator down here and I pretend like I could do a little stand-up. I'm the Amy Poehler of UCB Franklin. She, she's the Amy Poehler of UCB. We all know that. I'm the Amy Poehler of UCB Franklin. Ask her. I have. She said I was. <laughs> Folks, Prince has left us. Uh, I haven't done a set here since Prince passed away. Oh, my God. Personally, I hate Prince. <laughs> for leaving us. I hate him for, for leaving us. Prince did a lot of drugs, gang. These toxicology reports are starting to come back. Turns out he did a lot of drugs. Turns out he did enough drugs to kill a guy who was 5'3". Five, 5'3", three. <laughs> five, three, gang. <laughs> Bowie died. You know, a lot, of these, a lot of these guys are great, right? They're great human beings. Prince, Bowie, but they have their flaws, right? Bowie... He's fuck-botched a few of those albums with too many downer tracks, if you ask me. <laughs> Give me the upbeat, Bowie. Throw all those into a collection. I don't want to sit through the weird space shit. <laughs> it's desolate. It's depressing. I can cook up depression without any help from Bowie. <laughs> Give me the upbeat stuff. Give me the BPMs. Give me the fast-moving stuff. And that last album, it was great, but it's also a great way to dodge reviews. <laughs> I'm going to drop this thing the day I croak. If they don't like it, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> That's what Bowie said to Iman. It was a quote. <laughs> Even though there's great humans, they have flaws. Muhammad Ali, for instance. Give it up. Great man. <laughs> but he liked magic tricks. Sorry, champ, I love you, but I'm not going for the magic tricks. 
You go to one of those restaurants, like there's that 50s diner on the, in west, on the west side. You, you try to go there to eat some scrambled eggs, get rid of a hangover. The guy comes up, starts doing the card tricks. If you're sitting there with Ali, you can't wave the guy on. You got to sit there, wait through the whole damn trick. <laughs> you guys fucked that joke up. When I do a new joke, I need a supportive crowd that realizes it as I'm doing it and then encourages me to try it again. I see, you guys are flawed, too. You guys are flawed. I, I can tell you, some of you are really fucking cool, but, like, what's a flaw you get, most of you guys have? You, you think Hamilton's good. Right? So I nailed you on that one. It's not good, you guys. I've been a hip-hop fan for a long time. That is not hip-hop. That is a Broadway show with a little bit of faux hip-hop flavoring tossed in. And it's a historical story, and you know those are easy to put to rap. If I gave you some homework tonight, <laughs> Ben Franklin invented electricity, make it rhyme. It's not that hard. It's easier than an original essay about this subject. Just take what's already there. That's not what Kendrick Lamar does, gang. He makes up his own material. <laughs> Hamilton is not hip-hop. If I took you out for ice cream, and then I just take you to some place, and then they give you a celery sticks that spells out the word ice cream. <laughs> that's, that's not ice cream, gang. I think there's a big closer in there somewhere. Hey, wait, wait a second. I got the light from a phone. Let me make sure I tried all the classics. I just, oh boy, did I nail it. Oh, shit. I did pretty good. I got through all that stuff. All right, hey, you guys, uh, listen to the podcast. Support me and Rio. We'll be on Chatterbait tonight. And um, check us out, our live stuff on the net. And uh, I love you guys. Take care tonight. <laughs> I do just have one correction, Howard. It's pronounced pho hip hop. He said pho, and it's. <laughs> I, I deserve that. Anyway, hang on. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna fix this. We have one final comic left. Are you guys excited to see that final comic? I just had to fix that real quick. Okay, awesome. It's our final comic. She crushes every time she comes on. She's gonna be fantastic. You guys are gonna love her. Because I love her too. You guys, please welcome Deborah DiGiovanni. Hello! Oh my God! Oh, keep it going for Howard. How fucking funny is he? Dear God, he makes me laugh. I hate musicals, period. I just hate music. Can you imagine if like, people just sang in real life? You'd murder those people. You'd hate those people. But like, don't bring that fucker. He sings all the time. Anyway, here's something. I just, just now, I realized that it's my mom's birthday today. <laughs> I'm the worst person. I'm no terrible. I'm a terrible daughter. Uh, they, I, don't, my, I don't like my mom. She doesn't like me either. Uh, she started it, though, so I just go with it. But here's the thing. I'm like, what am I going to do? Fight it? But here's the thing. Because my, my, my parents are religious. You know? They're super. They love Jesus. <laughs> Uh, and I, I love Jesus too, but I love him, you know, <laughs> sexually. Anyway, I did. <laughs> Stop it. Jesus is hot. Do not lie to me. Do not lie. Long hair and a beard. Oh, yes. 
Oh, give him a skateboard. He's fucking perfect. Are you kidding me? Jesus! Yes! Okay, is that too soon for Jesus jokes for some of you? Is that too soon? Yeah. 2,000 years isn't enough? Okay, we'll give it a month. The loss is raw. Anyway, here's the thing. I'll tell you this. I had a beautiful moment the other day. You know sometimes when you say the thing you wanted to say, oh, it's a good moment, isn't it? When you like actually say the fantasy. Okay, I have a terrible neighbor. My downstairs neighbor is an awful woman. And she's just one of those people, I don't think she's ever lived amongst others. And so she hates everything and everyone. And I, the other day, I shut the door to my apartment with a little too much gusto for her. She got mad. So she sticks her head out the door and she's like, can you not slam the door? And I had that moment where I said what I wanted to say. I looked her in the face and I said, can you suck a million dicks? I said that! I've never never felt so alive. Is this what love feels like? Is this love? I will will ride that till Christmas. I am good. Nothing needs to happen to me until Christmas. Oh, it was a beautiful moment. Here's something else. I accidentally watched anime the other day, just accidentally. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw it. I'm going to have bad dreams now. I'm going to have bad dreams. And I, who knew that octopi like to fuck that much? Who knew that octopi, you know? Who? The Japanese, they know everything. Here's the thing. If you know anyone that likes anime, you know a murderer. You know a murderer. Congratulate. I'm sorry. If you like that, you're going to kill someone. You're just waiting for the right moment. Terrifying. Here's something else. Um... You know what? I, I miss out. I feel like I'm like, why, why has this never happened to me? I hear for some reason, people seem to talk about this a lot uh, in my world. People see a crazy person masturbating in public. And I have never seen that. I've never seen that. They're like, oh my God, I saw a creep today jerking off and creeping apart. I'm like, why have I not? See, am I living my life wrong? Like, what am I doing? Do I need to take the bus more? Like, what's happening? Is happening? I, want it, I don't want it to happen, but I do. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those bad fantasies. You're like, what if I died? But then I'm Alive and it's you. Oh God, I should take my meds. I should take my meds. I double up. You know what? Do you remember this? Um, do you remember this? This news story, one of my favorites ever. Years ago, do you remember when that astronaut went crazy and put a diaper on and fucking drove across the country? Do you remember that news story? That is my favorite news story of all times. Of all time. Because you know what? I look at it and I think, am I ever going to love like that? Am I ever going to love like that? That is commitment. Are you kidding me? How much do you love me? I'll fucking shit my pants is how much I... That is... Okay. That was too much. Was that too much? All right. We'll move on. Do not... They don't like defecation. Move on. Here's something that I'll tell you. Um, you know what bothers me? That Ancestry.com. Do you know that? That the lineage... Well, first of all, who cares? They're dead. We're alive. You know what I'm saying? We're the future. Leave them behind. They had their chance. But this is what bothers me. But then, right? This is what bothers me. Is the commercial, there's always a man, very earnest, looks into the camera and says, my grandfather came to this country with $5 in his wallet. Okay, I'm not a doctor, but in 1890, wasn't $5 like a million fucking dollars? Wasn't it? Do the math. Google it. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But here's something else. I can't do everything. I tell it, you take I give it to you, you take it, go home, finish it up. Here's something else. I am a, I'm a little, I'm a little, sometimes I have a, I don't want anyone to be harassed. I don't want, I want everyone to feel safe in their life. But sometimes I get a little jealous of my friends that get catcalled on the streets and stuff. They're like, it's not fun. I'm like, you know what, girls, wait until men don't make eye contact and call you sir. Let's, let, you know what I'm saying? That's it. You'll want a little, like a half a cup of harassment. Okay, is that too much? Is that too much? A quarter cup? Is that, all right, precious 
children. Let's move on. Here's something else. <laughs> I, I know this is something that I find odd. Uh, in the olden days, pornography, for some reason, uh, had, had a tendency to involve feathers. There was a lot of seduction with a feather. Ugh. A feather? Do you, do you know where feathers come from? Dirty, disgusting birds. Like, are you flying vermin? Fly, let me tell you, you come at me with a feather, I'm going to fucking take you down. That's what I'm going to say right now. That is, I mean, I'm horny. I'm not dusty. Let's do this. Do you know what I'm saying? Although, around the edges, I could use, come on, a little spring cleaning. Let's move on. I can't reach all the spots all right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. I had a moment of clarity the other day. You know what? Sometimes the earth will give you a message. It's like, hey, Deborah, listen, Deech, listen to this one. I was coming home. Uh, I, was, I flew out in Canada a couple months ago, and I was, at, um, I was back at LAX, and I was uh, at the luggage carousel, right, waiting for my bag. And then a man, a human man, uh, yeah, he hid behind my body. I'll say that again. A human man hid his body behind my body. <laughs> And it was a successful hide, too. I'm not going to lie. He jumped out. His kids cried. His wife was, oh, honey, you're... It was a beautiful moment. It was, it, was, it was lovely. It was. I was glad to be a part of it. I was glad to be a part of it. Do you know what I'm saying? I did, though. I did have to murder that man, though, eventually. I did. And now I'll hide his body. But here's the thing. I had... That's a moment where you're like, okay, got it, Earth. Got it. Time to get into shape. I wear my Fitbit. See, you got my Fitbit on here. I haven't plugged it in or charged it. I just wear it. And I just... You know, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna wear it until I can't do it up and then I'll lose weight. That's what it is. I'm like, what's it? <laughs> is that not how it works? All right, let's move on. I don't read instructions. Boring. All right. I get weirdos that like me. I'll tell you this. Creeps have a tendency to hit on me. And here's my message for the creeps. I might hate myself, but I fucking hate you more. Yes, I do. Weirdos. I'm serious. I get weirdos that all the time and I know what they want. They want to take me home and they want to make me wear a little cowboy hat and ride a tricycle. Do you know what I'm saying? I've seen it. I've seen the porn. You're weird. You know it? And some of you right now are like, where can I, can I get that? No, you cannot. I don't ride a tricycle. Here's the thing. I have no, I have no center of balance. But here's my message. I'll tell you this right now. I, now, you know, I know I'm shallow, just like everybody else. And I know you're looking at me and like, you know, Deborah, maybe you should give these guys a chance. But here's the thing, everyone. You may not know this <laughs> to look at me, but just because I'm a big woman, I'll tell you this. It has not affected my ability <laughs> to judge other people at all. At all. Are you kidding it's cardio if you get your knees up. I'm not going to lie. 20 minutes a day. Anyway, here's something else. I'll tell you this. I, uh, you know, again, I, you know, I might be uh, a little bit older than some of you, and I want, I want to tell you this. This is a message they don't tell you about in gym class, but I want to tell you this. Uh, when, you, when you hit around 35, you start to hate things, like, like everything, like all, all things, and there, you can't. I don't know what happens. Just gets, the hate just ramps up. Like right now, I hate people that don't hate people. That's what I hate. Do you know what I mean? Do you have any of those friends that are like, I like everyone. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you slow? <laughs> Grow up. Grow up and hate someone, Gandhi. Do you know what I'm saying? It's weird. You can't like everybody. It's a, and you know, I'll tell you this. If you have a job, do you have a job? Do you have to go somewhere tomorrow? Find someone to hate at the office. <gasps> Nothing passes time like hating someone at the office. Are you kidding me? You're sitting at your desk, scratching your back with a pen. She walks by. You're like, look at that bitch. Fuck, is it for? Is it for? The day is done. The day, you're welcome. You're, I can start a magazine. I'm so informative. Here's something else. Then I'll do this as well. I'll say this. Um, there's some words that we're losing, some things that we're not allowed to say anymore. Uh, and that's good. It's good for us. But one of them is slut. You can't say the word slut anymore. No more slut shaming. That's it. And, you know, I, I'm going to tell you this, though. There is a rule in comedy. You know this. I'm allowed to tell jokes about sluts because one of my sisters is a slut. So there, 
anymore. I, and I know you're thinking, that's not nice. But I have three sisters, so you don't know who I'm talking about. You know, you know? Unless you know my family, then you totally know who I'm talking about. It is Erica. Anyway, she... It's the goddamn whore, that one. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, I'll leave you this. Okay, let's go back to pornography just for a second. Do you remember the first thing you found sexy? Remember? You're 11, you're 12. I don't know what you did. But you remember when you liked, oh, that, that's nice. I bet that theme sort of stays. It sort of continued in your life. Think about it. I remember when I was 12 years old, me and my best friend, Shannon Partlow, we found her mother's romance novels. Ooh, tucked right in. Do you know what I mean? And now, as an old woman... I will still read a romance novel. I am not proud of myself. They're very old-fashioned. Do you know? I'm like, I shouldn't like this. You know, the men are like, they treat women like pro- like their property, like they own them. It's so unfeminist. But the problem is, it's so sexy. That's the thing. It's so, it's sad. And I know, I want equality between the sexes. I do. But I gotta be honest. Sex between equals? <laughs> Boo. Am I right? That's no good. That is no good. Fuck me like I make less money. Am I right? It's sexy. It's hotter. It's, trust me. I want to be a feminist in the streets, but oppressed in the sheets. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You know it. All right, everyone. Goodbye. See you later. God bless. Deborah to Giamatti, you guys. Let her hear it. Oh, my God. You guys, let's just keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. Eli Oldsberg, Mike Reidenstein, Goodrich Gavard, me. Howard Kramer and Deborah DiGiovanni. We're here every Tuesday. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.